desperate for changing, starving for truth. I'm closer to where I started, I'm chasing after you. I'm falling even more in love with you. Letting go What's going on, you guys? This is Nick Garvin. Welcome back to another NGPC podcast and a little show tonight bringing you guys here i'm so stoked to get this kicked off i mean dude this is this is kind of what i've been dreaming of i got freaking little logie in the back little logie stoopy in the back here got ryan he's in texas but this you know between us three and trevor hunter um we've been really trying to make a push for this pod and, and do this show and this is really cool it brings light to these West Coast guys. It brings light to the series. It brings light to what people don't even know what's going on out here in California, Nevada, Utah. I mean, where else we go? Arizona, Blythe, whatever. I mean, we're bringing light to a series that needs to bring, needs light bringing to. Um, once works ruled the uh, the off road scene, and it was super cool. It was it, forty guy gates. I mean, pro two pro. We had 40 dudes, you know, 80 dudes in the pro race, and now it's coming back. It's coming back to the NGPC series. These these guys, these clubs are doing a fantastic job getting everything together. And you know the be- the best thing about this series is is they listen to what the pros have to say. They listen and they improve. Okay, they don't have somebody saying no. This is what you're gonna do, and if you don't like it, then go race somewhere else. That's not about this series. The series is about having. The pros say, you know, come with, come with these ideas and and uh, say, hey, this is what this is what we want. This is how it should work, and it's really cool because I've seen it over the last five years and the progression of this series, and it's absolutely killing it. Um, you know, I gotta say, what do you say, Lo? You think you think so over there in the corner? Yeah, we killing it. Yeah, we killing it. That's right, we killing it. So, you know, we killing it right now. We got the camera rolling. Um, gonna try and do my eye contact but at the same time I'm gonna be focused on the talking and focused on the race you know let, I'm so stoked to get this race kicked off in Delano we were out at SoCal uh, I'm sorry we were out at Delano brought to you guys by SoCal MC and it was it was sick when I showed up and it was really cool and I went out there and I got to ride and track was absolutely epic on Friday it was so so sick um, if you guys can imagine a nice six-mile grass track on natural terrain with no jumps, a little bit of corners, um, ruts were actually packing in really deep. The, the freaking dirt was like heaven. It was chocolate cake. It was like something that you don't ever get here. Like the rains lately have been making it so good. The dirt and soil is just stuff we get every like five years. And right now we're on that five-year run. So if you don't have a dirt bike and you're listening to this show, Get yourself a freaking dirt bike and get out there right now because the 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 freaking dirt is just so wet and nice and gripping. It just makes me stoked. It makes me stoked. <laughs> Logan's looking at me like I'm so crazy right now, but no, but it's good. Um, this is a time to get out there and train and and become better and and show who you are and prove to to everybody else that you're the man. So get out there, buy a dirt bike, go ride your damn dirt bike. Um, Let's uh let's lock, knock off some sponsors for the show. I'm super stoked to knock these guys off. We got Rad Custom Graphics. Rad Custom Graphics, or I'm sorry, Rad Custom Designs is your one-stop shop for graphic needs. Um, if you're looking to get 
big six graphics, desert graphics, really any kind of graphics. You know, I got a little story about, you know, my brother. Um, for Christmas one year, I, I literally did something so gnarly on his graphics. He didn't like it. He took them off. You guys can imagine what I did. But Ryan made them for me. And you know what? Every time I go to Ryan and I get my graphics done, they come out perfect every single time. They're good quality. I even get my shirts made by him. NGPC gets their shirts by, made by him. Most of the clubs use all of his stuff. Canopies, wraps, uh, vehicle wraps, um, you know, UTVs, cars, trophy trucks. I mean, anything that you guys have, Ryan is slapping a sticker on. He's putting it on your bike. He's putting it on your car. He's putting it on whatever he needs to do. I even think he makes pasties, if I'm not mistaken. So if you guys go to Havasu, I know you guys like to go to Havasu in the summertime. Make sure you guys uh, grab your pasties by Ryan. <laughs> oh, shoot. Anyways, uh, yeah, we got a good show tonight. Pretty stoked. I'm going to be solo. Um, unfortunately, my guy that was supposed to come tonight uh, didn't end up making it down here. So we're going to do my best. We're going to do our best uh, to bring you guys highlights of the weekend. Um, you know, make sure if you guys are tuning into the show that uh, you guys watch because Ryan puts in uh, race footage from the weekend. He puts in, uh, you know, certain things that happened during the weekend or happened before the weekend. Just, it's really good. He, pr he produces it really well. And uh, if you guys haven't already, make sure you guys go check out that preview show. Um, it's on NGPC. We got the 250 Pros and the 450 Pros. Unfortunately, when we did the women's one, I don't know what happened, but my audio did not, they just, we screwed up. So I apologize to you pro women. Um, we'll get, we'll get you, we'll get you on this show today and uh, we'll get it going. So anyways, the weekend started out great. Unfortunately, we saw what was gonna happen. It started pouring rain all day Saturday. I think it almost got up to an inch of rain and the track went from absolutely sick to uh, not so sick. It was muddy, there was uh, puddles everywhere, ruts under the mud, uh, the track turned to snot. It wasn't anything that you could just grip on. It just, it wasn't ideally the fun uh, track that everyone saw on Saturday. And it just, I mean, on Friday. So it kind of ruined the weekend uh, a little bit for myself. Um, I was gonna race. I was stoked to get out there and actually race. I'm gonna start racing plus 25 junior, which is something that, you know, I've been working at a little bit this off season. And uh, yeah, I went out there on uh, Saturday practice. Um, that was a dumb idea, uh, not fun, but I got a real feel for the track conditions on what the guys were gonna get on Sunday. So super cool, um, just I'm not a mud guy and with my legs, I just don't have the, the grip quite yet and uh, the flexibility to get up on my feet so quickly. And I basically, uh, I uh, cried, cried like a wolf and uh, that was it, I was done, I wasn't gonna race. So Sunday, it was really cool. I. Um, Nobody raced, by the way, on Saturday. No, like, pro dudes except Preston Campbell, and he absolutely whooped everybody. Um, so, anyways, uh, Sunday, super stoked. I'm going to open up my computer here because I just let it close off. But, um, so we had everybody except I noticed somebody on the pro line that I did not know got hurt uh, that wasn't there, and that was Trevor Stewart. Uh, for most of you guys, I don't know if you guys know, but I guess he broke his navicular. Um, I'm not sure when I haven't reached out to him, um, but we're giving, giving him some, uh, speedy wishes to get better. Um, Trevor Stewart, uh, yeah, get better, bro. I heard you broke your navicular and, uh, we hope that, uh, we hope that you get your stuff, uh, sorted out, man. So, 
uh, we, you know, we'd love to see you back, and obviously we'd love to see as many pros as we can get. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that there was uh, ideally the whole pro line there this weekend, and I think that has a lot to do with the mud. Like I said, it was a mudder, so if you're paying for your own equipment and you don't show up to race, that's probably the reason why. Um, when you're on a budget, you're on a budget, and if you can't make it fly with a mudder in, the, in between, because you're pretty much never going to need a a new clutch and most likely you're going to need a new bottom or a top end. I mean, it's just how it is. Um, we only had 15 pros show up, but the, the big guys were there and, and you could, we had a few uh, guys that aren't really a part of this series. Uh, Anson Maloney came down, which was cool to see him. He's been to six days a few times and really rips. He's a NorCal dude. He's from district 36. So uh, really cool to see uh, Maloney out there. And then Owen McKill, I'm not really sure, but I believe he's another guy that's from the, uh, from the uh, NorCal uh, play uh, up north, so and uh, it was really cool to see those guys, um, you know, get mixed in there with the pros. But I'm just gonna give you guys like a straight rundown of the top ten: uh, Surratt, DeMartel, Oliveira, Martinez, Oliveira, Heff, Snowgrass, Walton, Bell, Redondi, Lafontaine. That's the top ten dudes, okay? And all those dudes have either podium or won a race, and uh, that's pretty freaking gnarly. Like, imagine going up against those guys. So, Sunday, we waved that green flag. Remember, the new series, uh, or the new rule of the series is uh, dead engine start, which is, uh, I think it's a game changer. I think it levels the playing field. I know a lot of guys were complaining about guys jumping the line, and, uh, you know, Jump, yeah, pretty much jumping the line, and, and they felt like guys were cheating. And it's not that it's cheating, it's the upper edge. Um, you know, usually the guys that jump the line usually fall back. So, um, unfortunately, uh, and fortunately, I think it's a game changer. So, if you're not on your game and you don't know your dead engines, I think it evens the playing field. So, good for you guys. I'm stoked uh, to see the racing get much tighter. And uh, when we started the race, um, you know, it was. Uh, it was surprise, surprise, you know what I mean? Heft, uh, Heft really got right to the lead pretty quickly. Um, I'm not actually, I, Logan, you know who got the whole shot? Which, yeah, it was Heft and it, it was Mateo. Mateo it was Mateo who ripped the whole shot, right? Yeah, okay. I thought it was him. I didn't want to say it, but it was Mateo. But Mateo rips a holy. I remember he pulled, that's right, it was, it was him. He rips a whole shot. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the first race. He rips a hole. It's going to be gnarly. Like, dude, big dog is going to eat. You know, and, you know, he's fired up and I'm really stoked. He's on that Red Bull KTM and he's, he's you know, he's definitely going to be somebody to be reckoned with. And, you know, this weekend he was for sure, you know, and uh, I think he's got to learn that first uh, few laps and sort it out. But again, it's a mud race. It wasn't really something that we're all accustomed to. So, um, he was, uh, he came around in seventh on the first lap and, you know, I know he wants to be better, but you know what? He was in the fight pretty much all day long. Um, wasn't too far back. He was in that second group, but Heft really made his way to the lead. And, and I gotta say like, at first I was kind of like, Oh dude, this, Oh, and by the way, Heft on the Purvines Yamaha and he was on a 23 Yamaha 450, which is big. And I'm gonna tell you why here in a second. Um, he rips a hole, or he uh, passes into the lead and absolutely starts shredding. Like not, not like the typical like oh let's get into the rhythm. No, starts sprinting right off the bat, 
And what I what was keen to the eye was that he brought Surratt with him. Um, two guys that have raced motocross uh, professionally, two guys that have raced supercross professionally, have probably raced in mud before, probably know how to uh, bring the pace in the mud. And it wasn't a shocker to me. Um, he got to the front, Surratt right behind him, and these two were literally pulling away from uh, Dante. But I will say Dante did match you know, uh, in lap times, but they had already opened up a significant gap on the first two laps that, um, that it wasn't like, he wasn't like too far back. I, I think he was only 15 seconds back on the first, no, he was only three seconds lap on three seconds back from D Mart, uh, from, uh, from Surratt. I'm sorry. I'm getting confused here with, with Heft, but, uh, yeah, Heft rips a 1031 on the first lap and, you know, Dante came in at a 10.39 and Surratt at 10.36. So these guys are absolutely shredding. And that's like the guy that got second, D. Martel, ripped a 10.55 lap time on the first lap. Okay. So the, you're telling me that uh, they were literally almost 20 seconds faster on the first lap. Like that's insane. That's incredible. And these guys are factory dudes. You know, Cole was at a 10.42 on the first lap. Cole's on the SLR Honda. It's good to see him back. He looks healthy and fresh and ready to go ripping. And uh, so uh, one thing I noticed was Surratt and uh, Heft were, Surratt was riding the, the like just a perfect distance back. He, I heard him mention to me, he said, um, most, most likely it was more like, uh, you know, I was riding just far enough back to let a mistake happen, but keeping him just enough pressure to let him know I was there because uh, there was one single line and that's what they were doing. I mean, there was one line, um, pretty much the track was really, really slick. Still the mud was disgusting. There was the hip, some of the hills were still bad. It was just slick as not, but these pro guys, they ride one line when it gets like that and they just rip it consistently, consistently, consistently. And, uh, so I was sitting in the pits and I noticed on the second lap, that uh, Surratt actually started to close the gap a little bit on Heft. He matched his lap and uh, uh, he slowly started picking away at the lap times. But again, like I said, these guys were fighting one, two, one, two, and then Dante wasn't more than 10 seconds back the whole time. And he also was just enough in Surratt's keen, like his eye to see that, uh, you know, Dante was right there. I mean, uh, Surratt could see that Dante was right there. So you know that the champ was playing a game here. So when I say he's playing the game, I'm pretty confident Dante knows his limitations. And uh, that kind of showed uh, in this race. But his limitations were basically based on not pushing it too hard because he didn't need to push it too hard. He almost was riding like he was waiting for something to happen and he was going to slide his way back into the lead normally like he does. Now, Havasu, last year, he actually ripped the whole shot. He fell back a position or two and then came right back and won the damn thing. And uh, I think it just, he revs his, he's got to get his engines revved up a little bit before he starts firing in all, on all cylinders. And uh, another guy, you're, when you're a three-time champion, dude, there isn't anything except winning. You know, you do not get third and you're happy or second and you're happy. No, dude, you're a three-time champion. You win. That's what you want to do. That's what your hunger is there. You're there to win a race. So 
he's playing his as cards right. If he's not in the top, if he's not in the top five, you'll see the urgency to get to the front. But if he's in the top three, I guarantee you, you're gonna see this playbook happen more and more and more. He's gonna sit back and wait to pounce, and when he pounces, you know he's gonna pull away those 10, 20 plus, 30 seconds. You know, and like we've seen before, and I think the only guy really to to keep him bluntly honest is freaking is uh, Cole Martinez, and we saw that at Glen Helen last year, but. Anywho, we get halfway into the race, and uh, I immediately notice uh, some things going on over at JCR. I look; it looks to me that Gage and Johnny are getting ready to pit Surratt a lap early, and I kind of, I kind of thought that that was a kind of weird, and uh, because usually you these guys typically pit on the same lap. But one thing I did notice was Surratt put in a freaking heater on that lap before he came in the pit, which was sick. Like the dude was shredding the mud and whatnot. But what was cool to me was I think Johnny played a strategic role in this pit. He knew he couldn't push obviously that next lap or he probably knew he could, but it might run out of gas. So he pit him a lap early. While that happened, Dante got around him and Heft was still ahead of him. And those two opted not to pit. So. Surratt gets out in under six seconds, which was gnarly. He still threw down like one of his faster laps on that lap. And uh, it was he was only 10 seconds off the lead when he uh, took this. Uh, well, he was, only, he was only 10 seconds off the lead um, like after he took the pit is what I'm getting at. And the one thing I was saying, sorry guys. The one thing I was saying about it was like the strategicness of what Johnny did was okay pit him because i know he's going to throw a heater in right now and we're going to probably take the lead well that's exactly what happened and not only did he just take the lead he took the lead and uh uh freaking uh took the lead and brought dare d martel with them so that's one thing i want to jump on real quick dare d martel was in eighth place on the opening lap he was in eighth place on the second lap he went from eighth to fifth on the third lap and then just slowly started picking like the laps off. So Dare Dare ran a 10.33 on lap four and then everybody else was, he, that's a fastest, that's 10 seconds a lot faster than anybody else on the track. That's, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. 10 seconds a lot faster when you're halfway through a race. Dude, that's ripping. So your guy, another NorCal guy, which I'm saying the mud plays a factor into this race. He rips a whole shot. I mean, gets a bad start, but he's progressively getting faster. That's the one cool thing about off-road is like you can get faster, faster, and still have a chance to win the damn thing if you're 10th on the first lap. I've seen Caselli do it multiple times. I've seen Dietrich do it in his day. I've seen freaking... Basically anybody. I've seen a guy get a dead last start and then come through on first, uh, on uh, on the first loop of the hair now. Like these things are, they're just superhuman powers. I, I call them. But uh, Dare was on one. He was off. Obviously he was ripping. So Surratt gets the lead. Dare chases him. But one thing about Dare is he can go a little bit longer than the other guys. Dare actually held the lead. I mean, Dare, Dare actually got to the back wheel of Surratt, but he opted not to pit. So Dare actually 
went longer than Surat. I mean, went longer than not only Surat, but he went longer than Dante, and then he went longer than freaking uh, um, what's his name Heft. So this all goes down in one lap, and Heft. So Heft made the move back into third. Now it was Surat, Di Martel, and Heft, and then uh, Dante. This is where things get a little dicey. Okay, Surat comes in. He goes out. D. Martel comes in for a pit, and uh, I notice I'm sitting in my pit, and I look over and I see Timmy Wagon, uh, KTM team manager of Red Bull KTM, called. He brings him in, or has a, a pit board out on the opposite side of the pits. KTM's on this far side of the pits, and I want to say the pit, like the pit board, said something, and and and. Uh, it threw Dante off for a loop because when he came by, he put his hands in the air, looked at Timmy and was like, what is going on? Like, what the hell are you doing, dude? And as he does that, Heft closed the gap about a second. They come ripping down the pits wide open into the chicane. They had a little chicane in the middle to slow him down because it was super fast. And, and you know, they're doing do a safety thing. I, I wasn't a big fan of it. I didn't think it was cool. They all need to be consistent, and in reality, these guys love consistency. And when they do something like that, it, it, it they throw it, they throws these guys for a freaking loop. But at the end, we get to the chicane, and Hef's not letting off, and freaking Dante's not letting off, and they start to slide into each other. So, they, and then all of a sudden, one goes one way, and the other one goes the opposite way, and Dante flips over the freaking hay bale, dude. And just ragdolls. It was so gnarly. It was abrupt and aggressive. But at the end of the day, it was a freak, it was a racing situation. And the reason why I say it was a racing situation is these guys are professional racers. This is what they do. This is what they love to do. This is what they practice. That's all they do. Okay. The reason why I say it's a racing incident and it wasn't an aggressive incident is because a racer is not going to let off and give that upper edge. The second you give the upper edge, they know your weakness. Okay, that was what was going on. The weakness of okay, if uh, if um, I give this edge to him one little bit, then he knows my weakness, and that's just what happened. Unfortunately, Dante uh, Dante got the uh, the crap end of the stick, and it didn't work out for him. And you know what, dude? He popped back up. He rode right into his pit. They fixed his bike. He's pissed. I understandably pissed, but you know what? Anybody's going to be pissed in that situation. And I, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. You can't let your emotions override yourself. Like you have to cool your emotions. And you basically woke the lion up when you did that. And, uh, and his, uh, I don't know, I'm not sure his emotions were tamed, but at the end of the day, you're in it for a championship. It is a 10-round series, and he knew he had to pounce. He knew that if he bounced back up, he had to get through the guys that passed him. And I'm not talking about guys that are slow either, dude. You had Walton in that group. You had your brother Mateo in that group. Um, uh, you had Cole Martinez in that group. You had Lyndon Snowgrass in that group. I mean, that's the guys that were in the group. that He, he went down to seventh place, I believe, if I'm not not mistaken or yeah he went lap six dude dude goes down to seventh place seventh in one crash he goes to seventh that's how tight these guys are by the way and uh it's just like okay so you crash you fall down 
you're trying to get your thoughts together and uh, Surratt, DeMartel, or Check. They're checked out. There's a race of their own going up on the front. We'll get back to that in a second. As Dante leaves, he is on the rev limiter of his motorcycle, pissed off riding, aggressive. All of a sudden, this lion comes out of the freaking grass and just starts ripping. This guy was, he threw down some heaters. We're talking a 10-13 on lap 7. A 10-13. Hey, Logan, a 10-13, okay? Their opening lap, their laps were 10.30, or 10.31s, 10.36s, 10.45s, 10.50s. We're talking about 10.13, brother. Where do you get that from? Do you understand how fast that is? Like, what in the world were you eating, bro? Wheaties? Cheerios? Give me some of that stuff, bro. You just... You woke the dragon. Where was that lap in the beginning of the race? You know, you put yourself in the situation of tangling with another guy. Where was that in the beginning of the race? I guarantee you put one of those down in the beginning of the race, you're never going to have a problem again. That's unbelievably fast, unbelievably uncharacteristic, and uh, that's my off-road guy right there, Dante. That's my off-road guy. So way to wake up later in the race pushed back to third, which is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, I know your brother's not too stoked because you went right by him. And Mateo, you rode a hell of a race too, top five in your first real pro race. I mean, we'll give you Havasu because it was Havasu, but this is your first pro race for Red Bull KTM. Absolutely digged it. You did a great job. Um, and there's nothing to be ashamed of, dude. You rode a good race, solid laps, you clicked them off, and that's it. Surratt, DeMartel, back at the front. Here we go. Two laps to go. I make my way down to Johnny Campbell, engaged day, JCR Honda. I sit in between them and, and Mark Samuels and their pits. I'm watching Collier in the Pro 2 class because I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the Pro 2 class. And then I'm watching, you know, Surratt and, and Gage. One thing I want to make note, I told you guys Surratt's running a small tank, so he's got to come back and he's got to hit a dry break before he freaking get, finishes his lap, dude. So he comes in, and uh, they're going to pit him this lap. I caught him at like perfect time. I, I tried to stay out of the way, which I did. I got pulled out my on my phone because I had to see what they got. Like, I got to see the video of what they got going on. You know what I mean? I want to make sure something happens. Like, I got it on film so I can post it to the website or something cool. And then I'm there, and Surratt rolls in. DeMartel is 14 seconds. I'm not 14. 10 seconds back at this point. 10 seconds. So... That means Johnny and, and Gage have to pull him in, hit him with his IMS, and under five seconds, have him out of the pit and gone. That gives Surratt just a little bit of leeway to open up the gap on DeMartel. So he's gone. He comes into the pit. They, they go to stab it. Gage can't really get it, and he finally gets it. Johnny's behind him saying, you know, giving him some good thoughts puts the dry brake down and tells Surratt to take off as Gage is still fueling him, okay? Surratt takes off, loses the dry brake, the fuel goes all over the motorcycle. I'm sure his balls aren't feeling good at this point. Soaks the motorcycle and the bike starts going boom, 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 bo
fuel goes under the radiators and the fuel is cooler, uh, colder than the, uh, obviously the radiators and it instantly shocks them and it makes the bike like all of a sudden like run weird. I think personally, that's what I think, but I don't know. Johnny Campbell, you can tell me what the true statement behind that is. Um, or the true meaning is behind that. And then as he pulls out and his bike's going, blah, 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 Martel just cranks on his rear tire. And these guys had a sprint on the last lap. And we're all waiting there in anticipation. And we watch him go out on the track. And Surratt's holding him off. He's not budging. He's keeping a keen focus on exactly what he's doing. I mean, dude, this guy was, this guy was lasered. He was lasered in. He was checked in. This guy, the reason why Surratt ended up winning this race was because nothing made him budge. He kept his, he kept his focus. He hit his marks. And he was there to win a race. And at the end of the day, that's what you need to do. So as I gave this away, Surratt comes back on the final lap. He opened up the gap just enough to have breathing room. And he wins his first NGPC race. It was pretty incredible. The guy absolutely crushed, crushed it all day long. The one thing about these races is, is he put himself in the middle or right at the front the whole race. And he never, he never, came, he never left one through three he always was one through three and he always kept moving forward and that's what you have to do when you show up to these races you have to keep moving forward and stay in the top three if you stay in the top three all race you're going to podium so that's uh yeah i know as i was saying that's what you have to do to win the race and when you put those you put all those things together Working hard, riding your dirt bike consistently, riding off-road races. He just won a Heron Hound, something un uncharacteristic to Ryan Surratt, who's a supercross racer, motocross racer, who's now transitioning to off-road. Johnny Campbell gives him this, this elusive ride, this program to go out there and win races and on a good bike with factory Honda. That's how you do it, dude. That's how you freaking do it, my guy. And it's so cool to see. I watched. I've been. I've actually. I've gone trail riding with Surratt like once or twice now. Um, I've I've hung out around him, and it's just he's a really cool, genuine dude, and he just loves dirt bikes. And it's really cool to see a kid that works really hard, who really hasn't gotten the uh, really full support that he deserves. What I think he deserves for sure. Like the dude should be on an outdoor team if I if if that were if you know. If it were me, I, like I personally think the guy has gotten top ten in, in national grand, I mean national motocross races. Like that is gnarly. We're talking about guys he's racing, like Ken Roxton, Eli Tomac. These are the guys that he's top ten with. So to come out, transition your focus, and get into off road and absolutely crush it and get your first NGPC win, dude, you killed it. And you know what? There's some. There's been some talk going around pits like I hung around a little bit and I've been I've been listening to some of what some of the guys were saying and you know what dude to me and to everything that I've seen and everything I watched you were the most honest racer as well on the track and that is what even it makes me more stoked is that you actually were ripping the track there's been a lot of talk about you know Oh, you know, people were pissed about, uh, oh, someone got off the track and they started, you know, they went around this, they went around that. I've watched a lot of the film. I've watched a lot of things that everyone was talking about. And I got to say it right now, all of you guys 
every single dude on there and even the ones that were talking took these lines. So, Surat, I gotta say, dude, I watched your video and guess where you were? You were on the track. All everyone else that was talking smack, they were off the track. So, you know what, dude? Kudos to you, Surat. Uh, getting your win. I'm stoked for you. Um, I know, you know, I'm just stroking it right now. It's just Surat, but dude, that's so sick. Um, JCR Honda, big, big, you know, good job to them. Um, I know Johnny's been pushing hard for this. It's really cool to see. And Gage Day, he gets his win. He gets a win again. Like, dude, it's got to be feeling like it's got to be so warm and welcoming to get your get that team back on top. It's good for Johnny. It's good for racing out here in the West. Like, super cool to see this. And then obviously having Preston back racing in the Pro 2 class, like getting him healthy and getting him back in racing. It's just overall was a good weekend. Um, Derek D. Martel, factory beta, super cool to see him get a podium in second. At one point, he was the fastest guy on the track. I mean, like I said, he went from eighth to fifth to third to second and, and not like under a few laps. That was really cool to see. You know, um, again, another guy just really uh, coming on, coming through and uh, making waves in off-road. He's a motocross guy and factory husky or i mean factory beta picked him up and now he's making waves this is his third year or second year but third year ish that's how long it takes to get going so just to let you all know that i want to do this you want to figure this out you better look out for these two the rest of the year uh dante all right my guy third place third champion third or your third championship in a row you get another third place as a podium you haven't finished off the podium in quite some time Take that as a win with all everything that went down this weekend. Pretty stoked to see you on the podium, but at the same time, we got to work on those emotions a little bit. We got to work on those emotions. I, I, I know you're a, a true grit heart guy. I know you're a champ. You deserve everything you've gotten. You've worked hard for everything. But man, we got to keep those emotions down off that finish line, my guy. Got a little roosted there, a little roost action, a little pissed off. Screaming at some dudes. Let's uh, let's you know. Remember, we're just racing off road. It's all good. We know you can do it. We already know. We know who you know. You we respect you. Everyone respects you. So, um, you know, keep it up. Pretty stoked for you though. Third on the podium after what I saw. I didn't think you were gonna get back off after that crash. And uh, Cole Martinez coming in fourth on that SLR Honda. Kind of a silent day for the guy. He rode pretty consistent. He rode in that second group most of the day. Again, super, uh, super dialed in and uh, really cool to see Mark and uh, SLR Honda really putting a program together and uh, making it work. Remember, this guy, don't freaking count this guy out. Won Loretta's last year and two championships. He won a few races. He put himself in the points lead at one point in the beginning of the year. He's going to be fast. He knows how this system works. This is his third year. I keep saying that third year, that third and fourth year, they, that is when you guys figure this stuff out. And look out, dude. We're going to have four winners this year. I'm telling you right now, we're going to have more than four winners this year. Cole Martinez, guarantee you, he'll be one of them. All right, top five, um, Mateo. Rounding out the top five was Mateo. Oliveira, my guy, my guy, my guy. You got this. You got this. You got this. So keep it up. Top five. Solid report. If you guys haven't already, make sure you guys go check out post-race review interviews. Mateo's stoked on his race. 
He had a good, solid ride. You know, he, like he said, he wanted to get back by his bro, but sometimes a big bro just has a little bit more in the tank, and that's why he's a champ. Learn from the best, train with the best. Well, good thing you're working with him every day. So, good to see you up at the front. Uh, got Heft ended up sixth, sixth, Snowgrass seventh, the guy from GNCC. He rode really well. He was ripping most of the day and then kind of fell off towards the end. So, um, will we see him on that round two? We hope to. I'm not sure how fair well he's going to do at tap. It's a little bit higher speed, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Walton didn't have the race that he wanted. Um, we talked a little bit. He's just kind of a, like he said, diesel engine, but he's going to get going. He's going to get rolling. Look for Rockstar Energy Husky to be back on top. Really cool to see Anthony DiBicilio out there. Um, really cool friend of mine. I've known him for 15 years, I think now. And uh, if you guys don't know who he is, he was Kurt Caselli's old mechanic. Um, but Anthony has been a genuine, genuine soul to this uh, this sport for a long time, and now he's a uh, he's a team manager of the uh, off road uh, Husqvarna, and uh, it's just dream job, man. Really cool to see you. I love to see you and your family out at the races. I believe his his uh, son or his stepson uh, doesn't matter. It's his son. I believe he got second or third in the in the intermediate race. So good on him, and uh, yeah, good to see you guys. Walton, take notes, man. He's the guy. You know, he's he knows pretty much everything, and almost the you know basically was the goat goat mechanic. So, <laughs> and, and I know a lot of people are gonna fight me on that, but absolutely. Um, Jock, uh, Zach Bell, welcome him back to PC Cali. Uh, he's back under with Robbie Bell. Good to see him back. He had some really strong lap times towards the end of the race. I mean, he was at the in the 11s in the first few laps, and then he dropped into the 10.39s to finish out, which was lead pace, really. So that's pretty strong. Um, on, oh, my. Dude. Dude, Dante ran a 10.16 on the last lap. That's like that's like almost twenty seconds faster than than everybody else, dude. That's he he ran he ran a ten thirteen and then ran a ten sixteen. So cool the engines on lap eight out of ten thirty three. But let's re rev them and get it, dude. Whoa. Where did he finish? Where did he finish? Bro. Dude, this guy's insane right now. He he clocked down like 30, 40 seconds at one. 38, 36. 36 seconds, bro. 30. Oh my lord. This guy was on one. Oh my gosh. He finished six, seven seconds. He finished seven seconds behind there. That is. Oh my God, dude. And he only finished eight. He only. Oh my. He only finished seven seconds. Six. I'm doing math wrong. No, I'm not. 11 seconds off the lead. Holy crap. This guy was ripping. Jesus, Dante. Take it easy, huh? Anyways, good to see Zach back. 
and Giacomo rounding out the top 10. LaFontaine got 11th. He rode really well, though. Another guy that had fast lap times throughout the end of the race, and uh, look for him to be on the podium for sure. He'll find his groove. Um, I guarantee it. Uh, Tyler Lynn didn't have a day that he wanted. He had a crash. It sounds like he his bike got ran over, broke his throttle, and it kind of screwed it up. But, uh, dude, it happens. This is off-road racing. It is what it is. Look for him to be in the mix as well. The guy can go fast. Just look for him to be in the mix. Um, all right. We're ready to roll the Pro 250s. <clears throat> Bogey. Pro 250s, Pro 250s. Um, if you guys, I'm gonna keep talking. Yeah. Is it okay or? How you doing? Keep going. Sorry guys, we're we're ripping the pod. We're ripping the pod and we're ripping the video at the same time, so it's sick. Ooh, 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 we're on. Okay. <laughs> Logie's like, dude, this guy just doesn't he's shut crazy. up. He's crazy. He's crazy. He says he's crazy. All right, guys, we're going to rip into the Pro 250, guys. It was uh, another weekend. Um, I, we had our Pro 250 show, preview show. Make sure you hit that over to YouTube. Check that YouTube out. Pretty stoked to get that one going. That's a cool show because there's so many guys in this class, 18 dudes. Again, the rain, the rain came. More or less, uh, people didn't come because of it. It doesn't matter. We're going to have 20 dudes at Taft. I guarantee you on both lines. We need to double that. Bring your friends, bring your sisters, bring all of them. Guarantee, if you show up, you bring one guy, they're going to bring another guy, they're going to bring another guy. Pretty soon, we're going to have 40 dudes on the gate again. So let's get this going. Let's get this going. We get 40 dudes on the gate. How sick would that be? It would be dope, 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 dope. Anyways, uh, here we go. We need to fix NGPC. We need to fix... Um, our guy, Jack Simpson, uh, SLR Honda, went to Purvines Yamaha. So make sure we fix that in the results. Um, hey, Logan, do you like graphics? Love graphics. Where do you get your graphics from? <laughs> no, you don't. Feather Bill, okay. Yeah, he gets them through Motocuts. That's all right. But uh, I like Motocuts too because... Uh, I'm friends with that guy, Todd. He's a cool guy. He's all, I've known him my whole life. I grew up with him. So, well, I bought his bike. So Mike, Mike, you borrowed his bike? No, his mountain bike. I oh, his, you bought his mountain bike? Yeah. Oh, yeah. so your moto cut it out. Yeah, I'm going to cut it out. Dude. I'm, dude, See, you hear that, Avatoy? You didn't sell a freaking bike. No bikes, no bikes. You didn't sell a bike to Logan. No bikes. No bikes. But anyways, if you guys are uh, in the market for graphics or vehicle wraps, make sure you guys check out Rad custom graphic or custom designs um ryan abtoy uh district 37 guy grew up pro 2 uh championship and works um i believe he was third in works championship overall at one point uh, really you know friends with caselli uh, probably some of the best style on a dirt bike that no one has the style that abtoy has he just absolutely flows and uh anyways yeah, make sure you guys check out Rad Custom Graphics. They are they're a little sponsor of ours. Um, they do vehicle wraps, dirt bike graphics, uh, custom designs for shirts, jackets, embroidering hats, all of the above. Make sure you check them out. Your one-stop shop for graphic needs. And um, you know, we're gonna roll into these guys here, and uh, let's just 
let's just get after it. I mean, Jax is, there's nothing that I can say right now that you guys are going to be entertained with because Jax Simpson absolutely checked out from the start. Turbine Yamaha, first ride, 250F, rips the whole shot and checks out. And I don't mean he just checks out. He checked out like five minutes, checked out. The guy gets ninth overall, um, rode a flawless race, didn't seem to, to booger one bit. He did tell me, one mental note to take for all you Pro 2 guys, this is what he's accustomed to riding. This is what he loves to do back at home. He says this is just like home. So if you got smoked by five minutes, well, take it with a grain of salt because uh, this is what he's used to riding. And Jack, uh, it's really cool to see you up there get that, that freaking win. You were on, you were on a different level uh, last this last weekend, absolutely on a different level, and it was really cool to see. I don't mean to be, you know, push past this, but at the end of the day, um, there's nothing uh, I can talk about that's going to entertain anybody because you absolutely checked out, like gone. The best thing I can say was you had a small battle with some 450 dudes, and you went right by them like they were weak. So congratulations, um, getting your I believe this is your first NGPC win, if not your second one, but it's really cool to get see an Australian racer making a name for himself in the West Coast of off-road racing. Um, there's nothing more there's nothing more exciting than than coming over here risking everything and, and, and winning. Like that makes you feel good inside and I know it makes you feel good about uh, making your decision to go with Turbines Yamaha. Um, you know, you really uh, put yourself on the top of the box of the step and uh, really cool. So the second for the, the fight for second, third and fourth, uh, one point and fifth was just incredible. You had Gus Reardon, um, uh, Kai, uh, Kai Alello, <laughs> uh, JP Alvarez was in that mix. Cody Simpson was always on the bubble of that mix. And uh, Colton Eck as well was on that bubble. And at the end of the day, um, you know, as the race kept dragging on and on and on and on and the track started to break in and, and you started to see the gaps kind of separate more. Um, it looked, though, to me that JP was actually going to put it together and he was he looked really good. Now, JP, you got to remember, not JP, you got to remember. Now, you got to remember JP is on a new team. He's on RPM KTM 250. And I know they're working out those kinks because um, it's a new bike. They just got suspension. They're still trying to put everything together. Looks like he might have crashed a little bit, but it's okay. He'll bounce back. We'll get him back up on the front there because that's kind of where he's going to be. Um, he showed real good speed. He, he showed podium speed pretty much. Um, the first few laps, he was third, sixth, and uh, then he looks like he crashed. But um, look for JP to be towards the front. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing that RPM KTM you know, do work that's kind of where it's at and, and he's going to do work and that's it. He's got the, he's got the team now. He's got the opportunity. Now let's see it. Do it. Just do it. I know you're working hard, but let's do it now. Um, Gus Reardon, uh, rode another good race. Um, unfortunately for him, he had a, he had a, um, he had a, uh, air filter problem. So he runs in, bike comes in and he's, you know, you could see him in there. They had a pretty much big gap on third, fourth, and fifth. And uh, they're trying to figure this out, dude. And I didn't think they were going to figure it out. I think I didn't think their bike was going to make it. Somehow, some way, they get him back on the track. And 
just freaking like right in front of right in front of Kai, right in front of Collier, and not far behind was Cody. And it was it was it was pretty cool. Um, it made it made the last few laps exciting to watch because Kai came from Kai came from like sixth on the the first lap and he was pretty far back and he just again chipping away. I keep saying this. He chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, and he made his way into third. Um, and unfortunately for him, he landed on the podium. That's something better. That's something that he has worked for, and that's where he's going to be the rest of the year. I don't expect anything less from Kai. I expect him to get up there and challenge race wins with Gus and challenge race wins with Jack. Um, this is his second or third year as well, and he needs to start doing this, um, being a more consistent podium guy. And and then that's just it. I mean, if you want to do this sport, you got to be the best really in the West. So if you're going to do it, start winning, get on the podium is a great way to start. Um, coming in fourth was Collier Martinez on the SLR Honda. Most impressive racer of the weekend by far. Most impressive I've ever seen, uh, ever seen. Most impressive, impressive racer I've seen on the weekend. Um, if you guys remember, Collier broke his wrist uh, not maybe two months ago, three months ago. Um, he rode Havasu. He, you know, he got through Havasu and moved him up to the Pro Two class. Mark Samuel signs him up Pro Two was in the battle pretty much all the race. He was fourth, third, and third, third, third. He rode third pretty much almost the whole race. I was watching, uh, I was over at their pit, you know, and, and Gus is in the pits and they're like, oh, we're gonna get him back, we're gonna get him back. He's gonna go back in the third. And uh, unfortunately, Gus is pulled out in front of Kai and him and uh, Collier misses the podium by one. Uh, Kai kind of came out of nowhere on him and he kind of caught him off guard. And that's just racing though. You gotta, that's, that's part of the pro class. Stay on top of it. Stay on top of it. Stay on top of it, and you're gonna succeed. So, Collier, impressive ride, my guy. Fourth place. Really cool to see you up there. And uh, and rounding up top five was Cody Simpson on his uh, on his. Uh, well, he rode his YZ250, but he's gonna be riding a KTM, I believe, or a Gas Gas. Hey, uh, do you know if he's gonna be on a Gas Gas or a KTM? Probably Gas Gas. Is it Gas Gas? Yeah. yeah. So he'll be on the gas gas. I believe he's under uh, Joe Martin's team. I think it's like Ryzen or whatever. Right, Ryzen, Ryzen sunglasses, I think. Yeah. I think Stover's deal with the, the Gravelys or something. But yeah, look for uh, look for Cody Simpson. He'll be uh, he'll be a pretty good consistent guy. And um, a lot of the contenders in this race didn't pan out. It's a 250 class. A lot of crashing was going on. A lot of falling was going on. People were coming back and forth and. Uh, and that's just that. What's what's going on? Um, Lewis? Yeah, what's up? Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. Alrighty then. Um, you can, do you want to go grab that or do you want to go with it? I was going to wait it. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> Love you, babe. Are you guys almost done? Uh, yeah, I'm almost done. No, we got an hour. Yeah, we got two and a half hours left. Yeah, wait, no, we're almost done. They love you back. But, Adios. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, uh, anyways, back to the freaking chat. Cody's going to be rooting pretty good. I'd expect the top five out of him most of the rounds or in the mix. Um, But, yeah, a lot of crashing happened. A lot of, a lot of things, like Cole Zeller, one of the guys I, I expected to be towards the front. He hit the ground a few times. Wasn't really 
in that click, but he never run the mud like that before. So look for him to be in the front in the next few rounds. We got Colton Ack. Colton Ack just couldn't seem to get, he never seemed to get it going all day, guaranteed. Mud. Mud was a big factor. Preston Campbell, he rode really well. This is his first race NGPC back because he broke his back and he rode the Pro 2 class and he rips a ninth. Like, that's pretty impressive to me. Um, uh, Thomas Dunn rounded out the top 10. Clay Hengeveld in 11th. And uh, that's not where those guys should be. Um, they need to be higher than that. They know they need to be higher than that. So let's, uh, let's put it together. The mud's not their friend. You can obviously tell. Uh, Taft is coming up. I think we're gonna see a lot more. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that um, you're gonna see a different top three. Ah, you're not gonna see a different top three. Jack's gonna be in the front, uh, or Jack will be in the top three. But you're gonna see different riders, I believe, throughout the mix. This class is super tight. We're talking seconds, a lot different. So. Um, not much uh, I can really say about the Pro 250 class this weekend because it was pretty spaced out. Um, there was either uh, Jack at the front, Gus kind of in the front, and then third, Collier pretty much rode third pretty much the whole race until Kai swept in and grabbed it from him. Um, so I look forward to a more exciting tap round. Oops. I look forward to a more exciting tap round. I look forward to seeing this this is the class to look for. So if you're at the races and GPC, make sure you guys are watching this because the Pro 250 class is going to be the class to look out for. Um, one thing, uh, one other thing I want to mention to you guys is uh, the. Uh, uh, I'm. I, I don't. I don't know how I'm going to say this without like hurting somebody's feelings. This goes out to all the pros and Pro 250 guys. Um, This is just true thoughts. Like I gotta, I just gotta say it. I hear so much complaining and so much, like crying over some the smallest bullshit excuses. I swear, you guys, these this is uh this is a small organization of racing. Okay, um, every single race there seems to be like a small little issue, or you race didn't go well because something happened or they didn't do this, or they didn't do that, or you're pointing fingers at somebody, or you're pointing fingers at them, you guys have to remember, okay? They're doing their best for you guys, okay? The weekend comes back down to you guys at the end. You guys are professional racers, okay? This is what you guys do, okay? Start acting like you guys are professional racers. If something doesn't happen in your direction because of... of uh, if something doesn't happen in your direction. So what I was saying is like, you guys are professional racers. And at the end of the day, start acting like you're professional racers and just own it. If you have a bad weekend, own it. Okay. <clears throat> we had a mud race this weekend. It sucked. Yeah. Was there lines taken? Absolutely. But you know what? At the end of the day, own the fact that you have to adapt. Own the fact that you know, there's only so much people can can control, and all you can do is control yourself. All right. I can't tell you how many times I go to these races and I listen to, well, some the the, the people did this, or the race a racer did this to me, and or you know what? Screw that. You're racing dirt bikes. You're a professional. Race the damn dirt bike and enjoy it. 
If something happens to you, take it up with them. Don't take it up with the clubs. Don't take it up with the officials. Don't take bull crap. Take it up with yourself and take it up and own it. Just own it, dude. Be a dirt bike guy and dirt bike racer. I'm not calling anybody out in selective, but I'm just calling all of you guys, professional guys out that need to start stepping up and remember your guys are professional racers be the example of that and don't complain don't cry because it's nobody else's fault at the end of the day except yourselves so take it for what it is all right and logan we're falling down oh i know dude what the fuck it's okay you're good it's good we're chilling <laughs> it's all good um but anywho are you still rolling Oh yeah. Anywho, that's all I wanted to say. Um, I want to just touch a little bit on the pro women. There wasn't really much action going on. Brandy Richards took the win. Silvestri in second. Michaela Nielsen actually rounded out the podium, which is good for her because she had a gnarly one on the first one. I saw her bars. They were completely straddly bent on the first lap. So good to see her getting that podium. I look forward to seeing her actually more often uh, at the front. Um, she's going to be someone to look out for. Um, she's got she's got some speed, so these girls should be. Oh, dude, she's got some speed, bro. She rolled a twelve twenty, oh twelve fifty seven. Mine not twelve twenty seven, but twelve fifty seven, which is that's pretty fast still. So, yeah, that's uh, that's actually really good. So yeah, look for her towards the front, um, for sure, mixing it up with the top girls, and uh, yeah, and that's it. Um, for the women, uh, it was a good weekend this weekend. Uh, NGPC uh, round two is coming in top next weekend. We're looking forward to that one. Dirt diggers always do a good job, but um, this, what an opening round! Honestly, this was a great. This was one of the best opening rounds I think so far, and um, look, we look forward to it. I'll have somebody in studio next time, so we're not just talking to myself and Logan, and uh, we'll make it more, you know, you know, jam packed. But tune in. Um, Look forward to it. Head over to West Coast Off-Road Pod. Give that a follow. Uh, get the shorts. You know, we'll have some reels up there. I got Ryan and Logie doing some posts. I don't, I'm not on social media right now, but the guys are they're handling their shit. So make sure you guys check them out. Check out Revved, my dudes. Rev Production. And uh, Lil Stoopy. Uh, he's my guy too. So um, Ryan and Stoopy, they do a good job. If you guys want a video shot at the races, hit them up. They know, uh, they do a professional job. They know what they're doing and uh, they love it. They just, they love it. Absolutely love it. And uh, me and Logie are going to go do our things. We're going to go chill and uh, you guys have a good night.